From the balcony of his chambers in the Cinnabar Pyrus, Lord Ka looked out to the east, over the steaming dark waters of Loch Drac, washed blood-red by the dawn sun. Irritated, sensing that he was no longer alone, Ka turned and walked back into the room. Passing the large ornate wall mirror, he caught sight of his reflection. The image unnerved him. The eyes that gazed back at him were as he remembered, but their setting, that grotesque mask of a face reflected in the mirror, was that of a stranger. Since the assimilation, he wore the features of a djinn, the image of Firemeister Phlegon. Ka had been expecting Phlegon's attack. Indeed, he had been counting on it to use his reverse assimilation charm. This was how he was able to take the place of his enemy. However, he had not anticipated the charm's mutilating effect. Now, trapped for eternity in this hideous reptilian body, he would have to maintain this charade until he replaced every one of the jinn's prime circle with his Ophite followers. Only then would he have the power to control the Afrit army, not as Meister Phlegon, but as Lord Ka Ektal, the one true ruler of the Afterlands. He forced a lipless smile in greeting to the female djinn. She moved beside him to gaze at their reflections in the mirror. As his face contorted, his red-scaled skin twitched, pulling tight over his new reptilian features. Two spindle-shaped breathing holes at the center of his face flared open as he inhaled deeply before spinning round to confront the Firemeister's consort. Having Shavana around disturbed him, she, like all jinn, was hot-blooded, a volcano of emotion primed to explode without a moment's notice. She was unpredictable, and that made her dangerous. When she was around, he was almost constantly on edge. He would have to do something about her, and rapidly. Everything else had gone well. Progress had been rapid and without incident. Most of the prime circle had been assimilated and replaced by his Ophite descendants. Almost Phlegon's entire inner circle, like he, appeared on the outside to be a jinn, but their bodies were merely vessels for the consciousness of his followers. Shivana, however, had repeatedly resisted his attempts to persuade her to assimilate any of the remaining imprisoned Ophites. Therefore, Ka had been unable to replace her. Consequently, Shivana continued to be a significant threat. Ka sensed her mistrust in him. She suspected that something was not right. He was convinced of it. This thought plagued him now. If he was right, then why had she not acted against him? Maybe she doubted her instincts? Shivana would not risk challenging Phlegon if she were not certain. Until she was replaced, he would have to convince her every day that beneath this altered shell of a body resided the essence of Firemeister Phlegon and that he remained in full control. All of his plans and all of their lives depended on it. Shiva. Ka used Phlegon's pet name for her. Taking her face in his hands, he planted a kiss lightly on her forehead as she bowed her head briefly in deference to his status. I see that you have discovered Aurum Lace. It is most becoming, my dear. Kissing her filled him with revulsion. Her reptilian skin disgusted him, as did that wide, lipless mouth and those cold, serpentine eyes. The skin of female jinn released powerful pheromones. Their sulfurous stench made him gag. He drew back from her on the pretext of admiring her robe. She struck a pose for him. 
The long, tightly-fitting ivory gown barely covered her voluptuous red-scaled body. A slit ran from the top of the skirt down one shapely thigh to her ankle. Shivana's long black hair flowed loosely around her shoulders. I am pleased that you approve, Meister, she said, dipping her chin demurely to one side and allowing the strap of her gown to slide seductively down one shoulder. I had hoped to tempt you out of your solitude, my liege, for it seems that since we left our realm, your passion for me had cooled along with the climate. You needed no such incentives in Erebus, Firemeister.' 